Welcome to Emron's podcast, episode number 97. This is your host, Suman Silwal. I'm going to have a really hard time. Several hours, probably the end of it. I'm about to get to 75 miles, 75. I've been vomiting all day, all night. I'm going to try to sleep a couple hours and see if my body will rejuvenate. I'm not going to give up. This episode is brought to you by SoutheasternTrailRuns.com. Visit Emruns.com to get 5% discount on all Southeastern Trail Run races. I'd like to bring Matt Clem, myself. We just want to talk about our experience uh, as a runner, fifth finisher of Lake Martin 100. And uh, Matt is out there crewing, pacing, supporting, including uh, kind of guiding me through. Uh, Matt was our guest uh, back in uh, episode number 62. If you haven't heard, uh, please do listen. He's one of the founders of the MUD, Mississippi Ultra trail running society and and also board president and many more things he does trail running circuit out in mississippi and jackson areas i'd like to welcome matt and uh matt how are you doing today Simon, i'm doing pretty good but um yeah thanks for the introduction um just uh, yeah I, I was one of the founders of mississippi ultra trail society and um i'm not currently on the board i'm the former president uh, and but we just rotated so i was on the board for two years and i just recently hopped off to to spend a little bit more time with family and to focus a little bit more on my training but yeah being on the mutts board for the last couple of years has been a real treat uh, but now I'm starting to focus a little bit more on, uh, like I said, training and then family as much as I can. Uh, my kids are kind of getting older, so um, <laughs> it's all. But a, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's, it was great to see the Mutz family uh, out in here in Lake Morton. Uh, it's always great to see you guys. Yeah. Great support. Uh, you brought a lot of people. Uh, we have we have what a couple of hundred mile finisher, I think. And, uh, well, we, I tell you, it was a trip, man. We had several. I mean, a matter of fact, we had like, uh, we well, Helen was there. Helen ran the fifty. Um, she uh, she ran the fifty. Tiffany, which is a former board member, she ran the fun run. Uh, but then we had a couple of new board members. Uh, Belmont Boswell, she ran her first fifty miler at Lake Martin. Had a blast. And then Paul Van, he uh, he was dealing with some injuries. So he uh, he just backed down and did the 27. And then we had uh, Josh Warren, uh, who is a Mutz member. He ran his first 100. And that's who I actually was crewing for and also pacing. This was the first time I had ever – I'd never crewed for a 100-miler before. And I'd never paced for 100. So it was a new experience for me. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been involved, obviously, through running them. But when Josh had asked me if I would um, crew and pace for him, uh, I really, you know, I, I, I had a really, really good time. And I learned a lot uh, that I didn't expect to learn just from kind of being out there all day. So yeah, Just being on the other side. That's, I think that's always really great experience to have uh, to be on the other side and see other how they struggle or uh, you know go through uh, all the ups and downs and help others and you, you did all a lot of those things including for me uh, it was interesting day for me leading up to the race uh, probably <laughs> like you said I was not as well trained as usually mm-hmm. I am because I got too many excuses but um, but no excuse there but definitely I didn't think so I put enough time to uh, lead into the leading into the the 100 mile but well i'll tell you what one thing i did notice and you and i talked friday night at the pasta party and i remember you just kind of coming up to me and you kind of gave me that look and you told me you know that you really weren't sure how it was going to go and i think i can kind of tell you had mentioned that you hadn't really trained for it and um so i i you know i knew it was going to be a challenge i mean anytime you run 100 miles it's going to be a challenge um but i could kind of tell that you were somewhat unsure of how the day was going to go um and i think i had kind of i mean i mean what do you tell somebody (laughs) (laughs) who's about to run 100 miles you know i mean and as many hundred miles as i have done and finished um so you know it's difficult you know for you to advise me and and, but at the same time i listen to you well i appreciate that and you know i mean you're probably giving me more credit or or kudos and i probably deserve because surely there are many more people out there with more experience 
and probably more wherewithal with as far as the proper way to run a hundred miles. You know, I think you and I had talked about some of your issues that you had had in the past with kind of crashing or bonking as some people like to call it around 50 miles. I know you and I talked about also the second lap going yeah. up to Heaven Hill. That's about mile 35. Usually that uh, that happens to me almost every year. And, and it, it really happened this year as well. Did so, it happen this year? Because you and I, we were talking about it. I, I mean, I, it, it didn't. It was not as bad crash as like in the past, but there were so many other things happening. We can talk about that a little bit. But yeah, it, it, it did happen to me. So anyway... Um, well, no, but let's let's let everybody know kind of the narrative of the conversation was, you know, the concern about that second lap going out. And so basically what I had recommended was, why don't you really just try to hold back like the first lap and stay? I mean, you don't wear a heart rate, but anybody who wears heart rate, I, my suggestion was, well, why don't you consider maybe holding back and staying in like a low zone two, which would be around 60% of your max heart rate, or, or really just running slower and then saving some gas in the tank. And you were somewhat a little concerned about that because you thought that maybe that would use up too much time. And, you know, but I, I've really urged you to go a little bit slower. That way, you mentally and physically, you would feel like you had enough to kind of push through the rough spot of mile 35. And I think you kind of were doing that. Yeah, you, I, were, I, I you, you were going slower. You were being patient that, and that was you were holding sure. back. Mm-hmm. That was for sure. I was very, very, I was being very, very patient and holding it back. Uh, the problem um, for me in the holding too much back, I think uh, sometime it's counterproductive for me, but I didn't know how that's going to shake out, um, really. Um, you know, running 100 mile, or as we all know, things can go bad, and we don't know when it's going to start. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's very, there are very few people will have great 100 mile end-to-end, and uh, things we had going. Um, for, in, in the pre- previous year, as, as I was even thinking today, uh, mm-hmm. as we were thinking about having this podcast, uh, I was thinking... You know what? What if if I if I would have gone faster, like a, an hour faster than than um, than whatever I went, because I really was holding back and I was behind so many people that I'm usually not. But mm-hmm. um, but I would have probably a little bit ahead in heat. But when when second lap came, but uh, there's other things involved. We'll talk about my last lap, um, last 25 miles. Um, so we, we, but well, let, we will, we'll definitely talk about that last lap, but I will say this leading up to that. I will say this right now. And I don't know Todd that well, but I will say this, you owe Todd a lot <laughs> because I was there at mile, I think it was 24 hours in and you're still sitting there at mile 75. Yep, and I'm thinking I'm looking at my watch, saying, you know, I, I mean, okay, so we know David will leave the course open, but ideally, what is the cutoff? Thirty-two hours, 32 right? Hours. So I'm looking at my watch. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, dude, you got eight hours <laughs> to get this last twenty-five, and at this point, you're still laying in your sleeping bag after yeah. taking a nap, and I'm thinking you're not going to make it. So for Todd, just to up and say, I'll run the last lap with you. That was pretty cool. And That's, I have to admit, that that is one of the nicest things or the most you – know, I mean, not too many people – I don't know too many of my friends that would have offered to do that for me. And for him just out of the blue just to say, oh, I'll go run with you, yeah, you know, knowing it was going to be a really long run um, or a slow run, that, I thought that was really cool that Todd did that. But yeah, anyway. Definitely. I, yeah. Yeah, we jump ahead, jump ahead on that, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll uh, that, that just one more point on that one is uh, I almost say no to him because I I knew that it was going to be slower, but I thank God I just said <laughs> yes to him, and he was ready in a minute. So we we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that last sure. that last twenty five miles, but basically, what happened um, is uh, must uh, you know a lot of you know or you don't know the Lake Martin course. It goes up and down, little hills, mm-hmm. a lot of small creeks. Uh, and I know I've run that course, uh, I don't know, I think almost 30 times now, uh, mm-hmm. 30 laps in that course now, um, or close to that, that I know every part of the course. But still, I was taking it hills, you know, walking hills, running down the hills, and 
racing down the hills and so on and so forth. But the, as as it goes, it, uh, that day was a hot day. Uh, heat starts settling in, and then uh, I started getting stomach issue early in the day, and then it started getting worse. Just getting that the feeling of vomiting, and <laughs> I mean, the I will, of- I will I will say this: you're not the only one. And I, one thing I noticed is okay so the weather started out really nice it was nice and cool in the morning i think we had a little bit of mist which was good for you guys similar to last year and then i want to say i don't know what time it was but i think the temperature jumped about 20 degrees in the snap of a finger and at that point that's when we started seeing some people really struggling with the heat it wasn't. I don't think it really got that hot. I mean, I don't. It, the temperature might have been what low seventies, mid seventies, maybe. And I don't think it was that humid. But I think what happened was that the temperature jumped so quickly, and I, I think that that really got to a few people. I will say this. I, I know uh, the second lap, we were before the little parking lot before you get to Heaven Hill. I want to say it's like mile five on the course. It's, there's a little cut through a parking lot where mm-hmm. a crew can go. And we were we were waiting on some folks and Helen came through. Now, Helen, keep in mind, she's pretty strong. She's strong. You know, she's a very, very experienced runner. And there's a she sat there for a second and had to kind of gather herself. And when I saw all that, I knew that the conditions had it, I could tell it was taking an effect on some people, and you were you. At that, I think at that time is when you started dealing with some nausea. Yep. Josh was dealing with some nausea too, and uh, I think a couple other people that I saw were kind of um were dealing with the uh, with a little bit of that. And I don't know if it was just the the increase in the temperature really quick or or what. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. One other thing also let the listener know. I I. I uh, since uh, last year, last summer, I bought um, the hydration vest, uh, Solomon 12-pack hydration vest. Very nice, and it's one of the mm-hmm. high-end. I, I really like it. I use it throughout the summer, and you know, I have done it. But apparently, it's just not didn't work well uh, this time. Next year, if I'm running, um, if I go back and run this one uh, first lap, at least first 18 miles, I'll I'll go to purely bottle. This was the first year, actually, I was uh, using a vest, and it's just really heat kind of trapped in my body. So it's, it's, it felt really hot, and I was like, uh, how? I mean, I don't know how. I mean, later on, we'll start putting ice on, on the backpack as well. Well, so. that's that one thing we did. I know with Josh, when he got up to the top of Heaven Hill on the second lap, we, we packed his uh, his. Uh, he he has a uh, Josh was using the um, Nathan, but he didn't have a bladder. He just had the collapsible bottles in the front, um, and we were putting the we had two bottles in the front. So what we did in the back, we packed ice in the in his pack in the back, and I think that kind of cooled his temp down a little bit. But the heat was so, so yeah yeah heat was so 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 much that after a couple of miles it'll, the water will melt and everything will be back to <laughs> I mean I, well let me ask you what what okay so you're talking about I mean let's let's kind of talk about the nausea I mean the heat along with, I mean here's the thing you weren't anaerobic you were you were staying in an aerobic capacity so I don't know you weren't pushing yourself that hard. I'm wondering if nutrition wise, what could have caused you to start getting nauseous? Were you using what were you using, drinking just water or were you using tailwind or I am purely a water person. I mean, I tried uh, mm-hmm. later on at night, I tried some tailwind and it just doesn't work for me. And uh, next day when I was running with Todd, he was, he wanted me to try some Coke product and use a Coke mm-hmm. in the bottle. He, he said, that's one of the best one to just try the Coke. Uh, but I'm, usually water only so that's that's usually my thing how many but, how many calorie do you how many calories an hour do you think see that you see, that's, take see, see that's the other thing uh that's what that's when i was running with todd and now you ask me and usually i mm-hmm. don't do calorie count anything i'm just just eating whatever i have in my pack mm-hmm. i just eat uh, along the way i need to eat once or twice you know before I got to Heaven Hill, I, I, I ate something, and then, you know, I ate in the aid station, came back in the aid station. So, yeah, so these are like a normal thing I do. This mm-hmm. is nothing, you know. So so once the nausea and, and starts settling in, my, my food intake starts slowing it down. You know, it took me until Wednesday and this week to just start eating again. So I just think about that. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just well. The reason why I'm asking, and I'm not an expert. I mean, I'm really trying to find answers myself because you know, a lot of people know. I, I struggled last year at Penhody really bad with the same type things, nausea, not getting enough nutrition, um, and then getting overheated and um, really, really affecting my race. And so what I've been doing in the meantime, um, since then, I decided to really focus more on nutrition, uh, not just on a regular basis, but also kind of getting ready for whatever race I'm running. And then like during the race, like really like focusing on what's the best way to fuel my body before, during and after the event. And um, once, you know, since I've kind of been looking, it really makes a lot of sense. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are big into triathlons and they really get all geeked out about that as far as like how much, how much fluid, how many, you know, what yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. what's their carbohydrate intake per hour. And I, you know, I'm like you, all the ultras I've ever done. I'm like, just give me to the eight station so i can have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich you know i'm, <laughs> and, I'm eating whatever yeah, yeah whatever and just whatever you know. feels right and, you know just i've always ate okay well just what feels right you know i'll eat when i'm hungry but i'll be honest with you i don't i i don't i don't think that's the best way to approach it i think really you have to kind of make yourself you have to prepare yourself that way you're not too late so, because so, I think was one of the issues that you were dealing with is you couldn't eat anything. Yeah. So what Once happened? You started getting nauseous. Oh, exactly. Were, That's what I was. Yeah. So here's the here's the question: Is if you would have taken a different approach early on as far as fueling, hydrating, making sure you have enough salt, uh, you know, you're eating, you know, more glycemic, higher glycemic type carbohydrates like todd was saying with coca-cola or whatever kind of as you go would that have prevented you bonking out you know at mile 35 or mile 40 i don't, I, I don't know i, I don't know I, I don't know yeah, they, these are these are the same thing the problem i always have this issue of stop eating you know once you once that has start happening what happens is i don't get to eat i don't eat anymore and then i'm just kind of you know then then slowly things gets worse starting from that like it's kind of it's kind of one thing leads to next, and then you end up at the end of the day, you're just uh, <laughs> you are not eating for a couple of days now. So you know, yeah. so that's not a good uh, good way. It may maybe uh, one of the approach, uh, one of the tip I would like to tell beginner hundred mile or if they were if you're listening and they wanted to run, try to start like you said, Matt. Just start early. Um, but the problem is, if you eat too much early, then then you may have stomach issue later. So this is a mm-hmm. this is a true balancing act. Uh, that's why um, uh, dealing with stomach issue was probably this was my biggest one this time. I Even mean, I had different type of issues running hundred mile, but this is uh, having dealing with the stomach issue was this this um, this I never had this this bad. So were you ever were you do you take gels? Do you take I do you take, take gels? Time. You? Yeah, I definitely I take some. I had it with me. <clears throat> I never took it. Um, that's most of my road races. A lot of you know I run a lot of marathons, mm-hmm. and in, in the road races I do definitely take gels. Uh, but same issue back here is to try to try to eat as solid food as possible when I run trail races, especially long long distance trail races, is important mm-hmm. because you know the you know once the stomach goes south it's it's hard to bring it back that's one thing i learned uh this year so so anyway uh, so i went through that uh um, like like we say we had a slow uh first 25 uh, miles and then when i went to second 25 miles um you know i went a lot of a lot of ups and downs and but it was not as bad as what was coming uh, forward mm-hmm. but the 50 mile I was i was really tired and uh, one of the things I knew that uh, I didn't know how to deal with it um, uh, in the past. Also, whenever I got this tired, I just kept on going. And uh, sometimes I get very, very sleepy um, very early. Like when I came back in mile, mile 50, I was really tired. I really want to sleep a little bit. Um, it was not recommended by anybody. I, I got some caffeine pill. kind of helped me there. I, I had some coffee and so on. So... I was good to go, uh, but it didn't really fix anything as I went forward. Uh, so, so when I started the second lap, back to Heaven Hill, I'm back to again feeling sleepy, and mm-hmm. came came back, and it started getting worse. You know, that's that's uh, that feeling of that sleepiness. Um, 
and you always hear an ultra distance and you even mentioned that earlier that you know you shouldn't be sitting around too much and then um you know you may not get up uh, that kind of i, I kind of blew that whole idea out of the window <laughs> because yeah you did that. well you kind of did the same thing last year you know i, I I've, I've heard of people that will actually take a nap you know on a hundred and that, I just that is the most I, I cannot fathom that to save my life, because personally, if I lay down, I'm not getting up. Yeah, if I'm going to lay down. But I have I have I have met people that will take naps now. You know, let's keep in mind Lake Martin. You have other races that are more favorable. I think Rocky Raccoon is one that I think I've heard of people, you know, taking naps. Those are a little bit. I mean, they have Lake Martin. You know, you got 32 hours. It, there's no eight station cutoffs. So I guess if you were going to, you could, but I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, me personally. The 100 milers that I have always run, I've always been so amped up, and I'm on a mission. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But uh, but when when you cannot move, so your choice is between giving up um, giving up on mile 75 or taking a couple hours of nap. You can well. You can, <laughs> this is my this is my belief in this and this and Josh and I talked about this because he was doing his first hundred miler and we I I met a guy at Lake Martin who I don't know exactly what was wrong with him but he quit at mile sixty five and this is my personal opinion unless there is something medically like where I'm in danger like where I could seriously cause serious damage. Unless I'm faced with that, I'm not quitting. If I get up to above 60, 65, 70 miles, I'm not quitting. It's not going to happen. I will walk. Now, granted, I might miss a cutoff. Like, say, if I miss, like, say, Pinhoti, um, you know, where you have aid station cutoffs. That, that's a different story. But if, I, but if I have enough time, like, say, Lake Martin, where you have 32 hours, if I get up, if I get up that high, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to walk. Um, I, w- I won't lay down. I'm going to walk because for me, there's just too much. In, you got too much invested. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they do a hundred miler, they've trained for several months for it. Uh, more than likely they had to plan, you know, their whole weekend uh, with, they got the, all their family or crew. They got people that have come that have sacrificed time to come over there. Um, so me personally, you know, that's not an option, <laughs> but <laughs> But if you're, but if you're, you know, if, if you're, you know, now granted, if you're like, you know, if you have a broken leg or, Definitely. or if you are really seriously ill, like, I, I guess, but I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it happening, but. So let's, let's focus on this, um, this, uh, the whole story of me about to quit. Uh, like I said, uh, so starting from the first lap, well, like we said, um, I'm, I, I have really slowed down, you know, uh, so it was pretty slow for me. Uh, overall, my body was just fine, especially my leg. Lower part of my body was no problem. My legs were fresh as it, it could be. So that's a, that's the credit to slow it, slowing it down, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, I mean, I knew that my, my legs as fresh as it could be, but, but I was just sleepy <laughs> i mean i was like then i came back a mile what 68 and um uh, you know back to main aid station i sat there and i said i want to sleep but i still didn't know how i want to sleep um but uh i said i sat there and couldn't close my eyes you know i was still like wired up uh but i want to just uh, rest a little bit then i went out and you know as as it progressed uh, towards uh, I don't know how many miles into I really got started getting sleepy I could not sleep on uh, you know those uh, those high hills and those are mm-hmm. those are single track trails it's, it's that last seven miles is pretty uh, pretty rugged over there so if you have not run Lake Martin it's hard loop but it's, uh, it took me about three hours to finish that area usually it takes took usually the slowest I had like two 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 and a half hours so which one are you talking about are you talking about the, the back seven back seven yes mm. uh, so, yeah. mm-hmm. so as I was trying to finish, I was just weaving left and right. My eyes was closing. I, mm-hmm. I said, I cannot do this thing. This is it. I mean, I was, and, and by that time, I was, I was vomiting all over the course, and it, it was wow. just everything was just, just not going right. You know, it's like 
this is no way. This is not the way I'm going to run 100. And there's no way I was. I, was I, that the time that you posted the video? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the time. As I was, I, that's the time after that I called my. It, it almost looked like a. I know I'm laughing at you, but that video, I was like, oh my god, Sumi, it's almost like a hostage video or something. It was like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> I was, what is going on? I was, and people were like, people. I had people like calling me, assuming okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was the time when when I called my wife. I said, uh, I told her to bring me a sleeping bag. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to sleep, and I think this is it. I'm I'm done, and I can I could hardly talk. My eyes were closing, and then uh, it was five o'clock in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. So I said, and you, and uh, I'll po- uh, on on this podcast, I'll post the towards the end. I'll post that part of the audio where i'm just uh totally out and but mm-hmm. but i knew there was a hope because i knew and then I, I my legs were still okay you know just that i want to sleep and i'm just cannot eat anymore so hmm. so that was that was a really tough time because uh this is the end of uh end of it i would not make it fifth lake morning and it's uh you know if, as many races i run you know <laughs> if i don't make make it i don't make it so so, but still, it was important for me to not give up. So quitting. I think was, if it, I think if it would have been any other race, but Lake Martin, you might have quit. I don't know. Uh, my daughter said, uh, my my daughter uh, recently uh, this week she told me that looks like you don't quit hundred miles. So so. <laughs> well, I will so, say this. Okay, so right around that time, it had to have been probably just. About, it was right when the sun was coming up. Yeah. Um. It was, it was dark. Right was, it was right when the sun was coming up. I was looking around and I was like, "Well, I wonder where Suman is," because Josh at this point he had gone through, and so I'm like, "Let me go look." And I, I went over there to try to see, and I saw that you had gone through. You had checked in at mile fifty. I saw you had checked in. And then I saw your wife, and I was like, I said, did he make it through? And she just pointed up on the porch, and uh, she said, he's up, she said he's up there asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, he's asleep? And she was like, yes, he's just been throwing up, and he hasn't been doing good and everything, and he wanted to sleep. And I said, well, how long? You know, she said, you've been asleep for a little while. And I looked at my watch, and at that time, it was like 6.15 in the morning. So, and I, I just – she was like, how long do I let him sleep? And I just said, honestly, I would try to wake him up at seven because at that point, then you're 24 hours in, you can't, um, you know, cause the race started at six 45, you it. know, we didn't, we, we didn't want, you know, knowing that you would have to, now this was at mile 75, right? Mile right. 75. Right. Mile yeah, 75. Mile, not, not mile 50, mile 75. Mile 75. That's when you were asleep. And it was like 6.15 in the morning. I, I just told her, I'm like, let him sleep till about 7 and don't let him. You got to get him up because he's got, yeah, at that point, he'll have less than eight hours to do the last 25 miles. And uh, so I just wandered off. And then I came back later and you were awake and you seemed like you were, I think at that point, the, the sleep really helped you. Yep. Uh, so, 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 so the story goes, um, so I went to sleep. Uh, we've been left and right. Came to the A station, broke, broken to a thousand pieces, as as usual for as running a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. If, if you haven't run a hundred mile, you don't know how that feels. Uh, totally defeated. I was sleeping. I was lying down. I went to sleep. I woke up one one, one time, and then still it was dark. And then I woke up next time. It was bright sunlight. Uh, a friend of mine, Jay Haley, he came by. I heard him, his voice, and then I woke up and I said it was sun was already out. And then hey, I didn't know what time it was and how long and I don't know. I don't know whether I want to go forward or is this the end of it. I really didn't know. And then uh, David Toss told me that we still have time. There's still eight hours. Jay said there's no way we can make it. And then, and there, there popped uh, Todd Henderson. He said, "Hey, I'll go with you." <laughs> That's just that is and that then, is un, that uh, is unreal. And then uh, he said, uh, "So I told him. I said, Todd, this is going to be slow." And I said, "I don't care. I will go with you." He he. Poop, he changed his clothes. He's ready to go. He got got self uh, ready, and then we, I, I got myself ready, and we looked at the watch. We had about eight hours uh, to finish this race. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew my, like I said, my leg was still not, you know, running 175 miles. It's getting beaten up. It was not beaten up like like I usually do. And um, mm-hmm. and I said, let's go. And then Jay and Todd and myself, we took off. Uh, I had enough hydration and everything. And Jay later on, he said, someone just go on, you too. 
because I was just pushing the pace. So at that point on,、mm-hmm. I said, let's just push the pace and see. I told them that I don't want the other someone to show up. I just want to go and see what happens, how far. Let's, let's just go. And、mm-hmm. uh, Todd made sure that I walked the hill and、uh, in、mm-hmm. drink and eat. And that, that was some of the things he was trying. And、um, so we, we, we ran through it.、Uh, I think、uh, we got to back to Heavenly Hill like two and a half hours. It was as good as when I ran,、mm-hmm. the, when I ran in the afternoon,、uh, the second lap. And then、mm-hmm. so on. And then just, there were some patches we had,、uh, some, some rough patches when I started vomiting again all over the course. So, I mean, I had a Coke product that they're just, they all came out on me. And, and the, 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 the story is like、uh, every time I vomited, every time, every time、uh, <laughs> things like that was happening, I was going faster. I don't know what it was. So, just my stomach was getting emptier and I was going faster. So, I went faster and faster. I think,、um, And、when I got to、uh, back to 93 mile,、uh, everybody's, and I was like, oh, everybody's happy to see me. <laughs> It's like, hey,、mm-hmm. you know, like here's a, I mean, even in, when I got to Bud State Station, all my friends were cheering on me because uh, uh, they saw me from,、uh, they said that someone came from the dead and he's alive now. You know, everybody's just, so when I came back,、um, so we still had two hours.、Uh, Uh, a little more than two hours to finish that last lap, and then we just, I just took off and, and we caught up with many runners along the way.、Um, mm-hmm. But、uh, just, we, just, we just took off and we ran and ran and finished about 20 minutes before the cutoff time. So, wow, well, that's, that's pretty neat. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that, that's a race you'll probably never forget, that's for sure.、Um, Gosh, I, what do you think you could have done differently before、um, and then maybe during the race? What do you think? What are some things that, that stick out in your mind? Maybe you could have done differently. I mean, for sure, there has to be training, correct? But,、uh, but mm-hmm. training can take you so far. Um, the race day situation is always going to be different, regardless how good your training is or how bad your training is.、Um, mm-hmm. So, one of the things I, was, I started already now,、uh, I was doing some, a lot of walking last、uh, several weeks、uh, leading up to the Lake Martin because I was doing a lot of road races.、Uh, I was pacing, I'm,、mm-hmm. a, I'm a pacer for many, many races. So, even Lake Martin, I was pacing myself. So, during, during non pacing time, I walk, but my, a lot of my walking were flat. Even in treadmill, I was doing a flat treadmill walk. But I'm still trying to go、mm-hmm. three miles per hour. But one of the things I wanted to change is just to go to elevation, you know, even walking in a treadmill, put some elevation,、uh, you know, incline on the, on the treadmill. So for sure,、mm-hmm. I'm doing that. It's easier for me to kind of have a treadmill close to, at my work. So easier to put that time in, you know.、Uh, other training, like, like I said, I keep on talking about training.、Uh, when I did my first. Lake Martin, I was trained well. When, I mean, I really was running 50 miles.、Uh, a lot of you know that story, but, but I was much more trained than all the Lake Martins that I have run last four, four years after that. So, in training wise, and physically, I'm, I'm, I can, it looks like I can pull 100 miles, no problem. But、uh, how good I can、mm-hmm. pull it,、uh, <laughs> it's, it has been a struggle last several,、uh, several hundred miles or so. I wanted it to change a little bit. So, That's, that's for the race.、Uh, during the race,、uh, definitely, like we talked a little bit on, about the nutrition,、um, love to、uh, little, look into more into nutrition.、Uh, one of the things I've been wanting to implement for a while is、uh, I call 12 hour day, day at the, one, a day at the, at the park or something like that,、um, just to run off 12 hours, kind of figure out. Things work and what doesn't work. And it's hard to find those times、uh, with the family and everything I do.、Uh, mm-hmm. But like I said, that's an excuse、uh, that I'm making. But, but I have to do that.、Um, I, I lost one weekend that I had and I couldn't make, make it.、Um, so, so I like to do that and just try some foods during, the, during those trainings and try some speed as well.、Um, Because I'm bad at、uh, doing my training, I'm pretty bad at going slow. So I like to. Change a little to go a little bit faster. I mean, the other thing I would definitely like to see if I can add some cross trainings, you know, I'm bad at that too. So, things like that、uh, prior to the race.、Uh, during the race, definitely answer to your question is definitely、uh, I do need to see what other product than water, you know, will work. And water is good,、uh, no problem. The water, I love water, drinking water. 
but beyond water, what can I apply? I don't like tailwind. Uh, you don't? I, I do not do tailwind. Uh, hmm. uh, and uh, also, one of the biggest things I have seen last several races has been sleepiness. Uh, how can I mm-hmm. overcome that? Uh, after certain hours, I get really tired. Maybe as I'm getting older, <laughs> I need some of that nap time, you know. <laughs> so we'll see how that will work. But, uh, but definitely nutrition is going to be one of my biggest challenges, looks like. It's not the speed, not, not the running and nutrition. So And, um, and that's, those are the, some of the big factors I can see. I mean, looking at what I have done in Lake Martin this year is just just uh, said something that uh, that I, I can if I put a little bit more thought into it maybe I can do better so yeah I, you know I, I'll be honest with you for me personally you know I, I think dealing with some of those I, I know for the, a couple of hundreds that I've trained for um, I have implemented say for instance I have a two long runs back to back generally in the past, I haven't gone super long, but I'll go pretty long back-to-back. Like, say, Friday, Saturday, I'll do maybe a a 20- or 25-miler backed up with a 15- to 20-miler the next day. But then... What really helped, what's helped me in the past is first thing on Sunday morning, get up and walk one hour. Every Sunday after my back-to-backs, I'll get up and I'll walk for one hour. And then, but there are speed walks. I want all my walks to be sub 15 minute pace, which that's booking it. You know, you're kind of, it took me a while to where I could build up to a sub 15 minute walk. Um, but I would do that and, you know, walking, speed walking on tired legs, um, I think, but those walks, I think really helped me, especially at Lake Martin where you're kind of forced to walk because of the hills. Uh, another thing that I had trained in the past, we're doing a lot of, uh, leg exercises. I did CrossFit for four years. I was big into CrossFit where I, I did a lot of lower body strength work. Um, and I think that helped. Uh, somewhat, you know, as long as you don't put on too much muscle because you're carrying a lot of extra weight, but I think good squats, uh, lunges, you hear a lot of people that will do that. But I'll tell you another thing that we did before a hundred that we had in Florida. Uh, I remember me, Helen and Hal one night we decided to do, it was right before the hundred. We did one of our tape runs it was a 50k and we did it in the middle of the night i think we started at like 10 o'clock at night and we ran until like four in the morning and what that kind of that really helped us as far as just dealing with running on no sleep and so we were kind of from and i'm just i'm just i'm, I'm throwing all this out here not i'm not necessarily i don't want people to take this as being the gospel this is just what yeah, i have done that's what you have tried this is just my just my experience and I, but I think, but but having some night runs might help you soon, and I, I really do. I think if you were to make yourself go run, like say if you have a twenty miler or something, you know, a run that's going to take you four, four, four to five hours, go to, go do it at midnight. So it's one thing um, you have to notice here is I had the sleepiness whenever I, I even ran twelve hour runs. 11 hours mm-hmm. into the race, I was sleepy. This is the third race that has happened to me. Pinhoti, I don't think I had that issue, but uh, last year when I ran uh, Lake Martin, I've, I was 50 miles, I was fine, and then went about two hours into, or right before I got to Heavenly Hill, I felt that urge to just close my eyes. Um, it's, I think something, I mean, is it changing, changing my, inside my body? I don't think so. It is only, um, it was like 50 miles, not at night, you know, it's still early. But having that long day of running and that's mm-hmm. that's staying awake after that is what, what the problem is, I think, for me. I mean, definitely, I mean, you know, we this time I, I posted all the way to mile 75, but, um, but, uh, but really it starts at mile, about mile 50. Have you ever thought about hiring a coach? Mm, I haven't done that, so no. i i I tell you i okay so after after my epic fail at pinhody which we'll talk about some other time um because that will be like a three-hour podcast but anyway after pinhody the disaster that it was for me i 
I made some, you know, after sitting down with my wife, we kind of talked about what are some things, you know, because she knew I wanted to do it again, but I was going to have to take a different approach. One of the things that I really want to focus on was nutrition. So I went to a nutritionist who who happened to be a big Ironman triathlete. And just kind of telling her my situation, you know, and I told her that I was going to start training for Penhody and all this stuff and that I had a season planned out. And she said, Matt, have you thought about hiring a coach? And, you know, and she kind of just talking to her. And I'm not suggesting that everybody needs a coach because I've done a few hundreds without a coach and made it through. But after talking to her and just kind of doing some research, you know, there are a lot of advantages to having a coach. One is that you have somebody who knows what they're talking about. And then also, I think there's some accountability there um, where sometimes we might not hold ourselves accountable enough. But if you have a coach that is kind of spoon feeding you good information and holding you accountable, that might make it a little bit easier for you. And then also, I think it would be good for some people to have, I guess, that person to talk to or that shoulder to cry on or, you know, especially like in the summertime when you start training and it's hot, you don't want to do all of that. Well, if you have a coach that's kind of spoon feeding you, you know, what you need to be doing and giving you your assignments, so to speak, I think it might make it a little bit more enjoyable. There's more purpose to it versus, you know, okay, I'm going to run this hundred miler three months from now. Well, a lot of times, you know, when you're ultra training, it takes a long time. I mean, most people just can't roll out of bed and go run a hundred miles, but so it does require some planning. And a lot of people, they only want to think about, okay, I'm going to run a hundred miles, you know, in three or four months after this program. And then they don't really try to enjoy the process. Well, I think by having a coach for me, try to take up as much of the process as I could, you know, like really enjoy the process because the journey along the way is really most of the battle. And when you show up for the hundred, that's really the reward for all the hard work that you've done. And to be honest with you, Simon, I mean, I know you run a lot of marathons, you pace a lot of marathons and you're in excellent shape and, you know, you could roll out of bed and do a hundred. But personally, I think that, you know, sometimes when you just roll out of bed and you go do a hundred, you're not really prepared as much as you probably should. And I think you're leaving a lot of times you can leave yourself open for a disaster. Hence what happened to Lake Martin. I mean, you and I talked Friday night and you really you weren't sure if you were ready or not. I know when I showed up for Penhody, did I train? Yeah. But did I take it as serious as it needed to be taken? No, I don't think I did. And what happened? I got my ass kicked. And basically the same thing happened to you at Lake Martin. Now, granted, you know, you got you got ill. Now, could you have avoided that? We don't know. That's why we're having this conversation. But could you have been better prepared possibly or probably and would having a coach would that have helped maybe um but i i don't know i'm just i'm just throwing the idea out there definitely this this things are open for discussion uh -hmm. as as we go forward uh because um one of the my recent posts that i first i thought i'm done running 100 then i realize <laughs> realize uh it's just it's just that emotion that i have gone through emotional roller coaster that i just went through i said nah probably i got a lot more a lot more hundred on me than uh than uh, i'm not gonna get defeated definitely uh, there's so much to talk about running hundreds and uh i know uh, uh we will we'll we'll keep on talking about it in the coming days uh, one of the one of the thing um, advice that I like to give beyond what you said, uh, running a hundred, it's gonna be difficult. If you, any of you are trying to get in that journey, uh, try to be patient. And uh, if you, uh, especially in the race day, if you train, travel, got there, race day, you know, just give yourself chance. Uh, that's uh, never keep moving forward. Was Pin Hoodie 100? Uh, well, I will. I will say this though about Lake Martin. I mean, let's 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 just Lake Martin is a great race. Now, you and I are sitting here talking now, and somebody who might be chime, somebody that's going to be listening to this podcast, we don't want to scare anybody off by any means. Lake Martin is a very very good race. I think the can. Uh, the course is is favorable. Is it hilly? Yes, but it's a very runnable course. It's challenging, absolutely. It's a hundred miles. It has what fifteen thousand feet of gain. Um, 
but it's the way it's set up, especially for crew. It's a very, very crew friendly. I tell you, this was the first time I had ever crewed for a hundred mile race before. So this was totally new for me and it has given me a big, um, perspective on how much, you know, us as runners, we need to appreciate anybody that's willing to go crew for you because it, it, it takes a village. It really does in order to, um, you know, especially when you start crewing your pacing and all that. And I, I had never paced, I paced dozens of marathons, but I had never paced anybody on a hundred miles. So it was, that was a new experience for me too. But, uh, Lake Martin's a great race. David does a great job. Uh, the butts folks, uh, Birmingham ultra trail society, they do a really killer job with the aid stations and, um, yeah, I mean it's great, and they yeah. have Tailwind, which you don't like, but I like. I love Tailwind. <laughs> I think I think Tailwind. I think I think it should be mandatory. All ultra races need to have Tailwind because some of the other sports drinks I'm not a fan of, but I think Tailwind is a very good drink. Uh, it sits well with me. Um, but yeah, D- Lake Martin's a great race. I would highly recommend if anybody is interested in doing an ultra distance. Lake Martin has everything for you. You can do a 27 mile, you can do the 50 mile, or you can do the 100. And uh, it's awesome. And it's a great place. You got Catherine's Market, the little grocery store that is just super swanky and cool. It's a great place, good food. And then even the lodge was, it was really nice this year where they yeah. moved it. And uh, yeah, it's just great, man. I had, yeah, the, I had this, a blast. Uh, yeah, this is this year's that lodge was worked really well. Yeah, the Lake Martin, I mean, you know, out. Uh, I, as many years of 100 I have run and all the 100s they had, so all the 500. So I, I love the race and love the course and love the people. You know that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have, you don't have to, uh, but all the listeners, if you wanted to think about uh, coming Lake Martin, I mean, it's like Matt said, it's one of the most crew friendly. I mean, you can you can find your runner every five miles. Yeah. <laughs> three, oh, exactly. Every three, I mean, every three to five miles. So, well, you know. okay. So there, it's a, it's a basically a figure eight. It's a twenty-five mile lap, um, and there's only two aid stations. So you hit you hit the first aid station at mile seven. You hit it again at mile thirteen. And then you come down the hill to round whatever mile nineteen at the start finish and then you do the seven mile lap after that and then you so you only hit two aid stations but you hit them twice on every lap and like suman said you've got accessibility for your crew where you can just kind of hop in the truck like for us we had base camp set up the start finish just right across the trail and we would go hop in the truck and we would go up to heaven hill and we could check on our runner and 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 it was just very easy versus a point to point uh like say Pinhoti, which is another just phenomenal race in Alabama, you know, that's very, very difficult because there's no setting up base camp. You're leaving out of your truck for 30 hours Definitely. and you got to go from A to B. So, but yeah, Lake Martin's a blast. I recommend that to anybody. Definitely. Anyway, the the last word of advice for me um, to all the runners who likes to run 100, in, including Lake Martin, is just uh, never give up and never, never give up on, on yourself try to finish that race uh, whatever the race that you're in uh, keep trying keep troubleshooting because you never know what can sp- spark again you know what can bring you back from the from that point of point of no return to uh point of finishing the race strong you know i've never seen mm-hmm. myself finishing that fast uh, that last lap was as fast as my first second lap that i did that was pretty daytime. impressive so that's impressive so. I, I would say that and i also say wear gaiters <laughs> i didn't wear gaiters i went out i went out with josh on the third lap and i didn't wear any gaiters i'm thinking i'm only going to do 25 miles i got two blisters on my heels it was such a rookie mistake i can't believe i didn't wear gaiters but we went out i went out with josh so we're not really we're kind of trotting we're kind of shuffling and it was a little bit drier and i think the the dust and the debris i I, I was getting it in my shoes and sure enough i got two big blisters so anytime you run i would definitely i would highly recommend wearing some foot protection some gaiters over your over your feet so um before we close this uh our conversation any any final advice uh there matt no i mean look it you know i have run lake martin it's a great it's a great race uh it's a tough race i i would highly recommend anybody giving it a shot but like 
like Simon and I just got done talking about is um, if you're going to do a hundred miles, it's very doable, but you have to put the work in. I don't think there's any substitute for putting in work and making sure that you're prepared as much as you can. I would also recommend having crew and having a pacer if you can. I think Todd really saved you, Simon, and, and you don't normally run with pacers, do you? Yeah, I do. I do have pacers some years, uh, most years I don't. So mm-hmm. I would because I think just having somebody out there with you, because um, Lake Martin, you, you can go hours without seeing anyone, especially. Yeah, I mean, you, you it, the way people kind of get spread out, you can go, you can go quite a ways without you know seeing anybody so having a pacer with you kind of keeps you going and then also as you get you know in the middle of the night you know once you're up for all those hours you know things you start seeing you know you, you kind of you're out there in the middle of the in the middle of the night with your headlamp <laughs> it always helps to have somebody to kind of you know talk to and kind of keep you going so i would recommend just put the work in put the work in leading up to it focus on that pay attention to your nutrition don't go out too hard because it's not a marathon enjoy the day and then if you can you know get as organized as you can leading up to it make sure you have all the equipment that you need and make Make sure, and if you can, you know, have some crew and have a pacer and, and just enjoy it. And because it's something that, you know, I think some people may take for granted, but being able to go out and run those hills and to say that you've run 100 miles is uh, that's pretty awesome. And it's a special thing. And the fact that assuming you've done it five years in a row uh, is really special. I still think if you hadn't run Lake Martin, you might have bailed out. But I think the fact that you really, really wanted to finish that fifth time. And I think Todd wanted you to finish that fifth time. And, you know, that's a special thing. So, um, but yeah, yes. congratulations. Yes, thank you. Sounds like the whole universe wanted me to finish that fifth time. So, <laughs> Well, you but, scared everybody with that video. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely uh, my advice to everybody, just... just uh, Train, train hard, and uh, if something happens in the race, uh, uh, just don't give up and uh, don't go home without your buckle. That's what Susan Lonley, one of Emron's uh, podcast guests, uh, you know, post was uh, right before that Lake Moore, and I read about it. So don't give up and just just go home with with your buckle because if you go without it, you if I would have come home without that buckle. Today, we won't be talking this long and talking about Lake Martin. I, there'll be different mm-hmm. conversation we'll be talking about. But, but definitely, uh, running 100 is not easy, but it's doable task. Uh, we, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, it's doable. So thanks, Matt, for, for your time. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Uh, we'll uh, put some training. Well, let's get let's get some group runs going. I, I definitely we're going to get some folks who are going to come over and run Birmingham some, and then probably go over to Pinhoti uh, late summer. We're going to really try to get some more training groups going, uh, gearing up for Pinhoti next year. And maybe we need to find a trail between uh, Jackson and Birmingham and uh, run split split our hours and run run some miles. We'll keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Simon, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emruns Podcast. Please visit emruns.com to listen to previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels. Please follow Marathon Runs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for recent updates, race photos, discount codes, and more.